I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, the author of 15 books, and she is uh, the subject of a documentary. She is the subject of an extended radio series, and now she is the host of her own radio show. Uh, she's, uh, she's wonderful, and she always gives a great take on things local, things national, things international, and things that are, are, are not often uh, talked about from somebody from her, her stature and, and thrilled to be her co-host each and every week. Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, welcome to the Florence Weinberg Show. Doc, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks, Frank. You would tell, how are you? I'm, I'm doing well, and I'll tell you, just uh, uh, you know, off mic, you were telling me a little bit about uh, an op-ed from a professor uh, in, in the same area that you are, and somehow you've never met that person. That sounds, it sounds almost hard to do. Yes, actually, he's in sociology, and I was in uh, literature. <laughs> but Still. the two often often touch each other. Of course, uh, I just wanted to ask you, as an aside, what uh, how how was the weather? Because that uh, hurricane struck uh, Long Island. So, uh, were you in any danger? We we thought we were. We we were very fortunate. And whenever I whenever I say that, I feel a little guilty because I know some. Some folks were hit very hard, you know, folks in Jersey and 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 Connecticut and even on eastern Long Island, uh, Montauk, which isn't that that far from me, but it is a ways out. Uh, we we were very very fortunate. We were bracing for the worst. Uh, we were ready to get another uh, generator and and all of that, and we were um, we couldn't because they were all sold out. Uh, around here, every Home Depot, every we're ready to pay three thousand dollars for a, a generator, to uh, you know, because we wow. they were talking about being out out of power for seven to ten days, and I thought we'd have almost like what you guys had, you know, right, there, right. and that's a terrible time. But we were very fortunate. Thank you for asking. Right. Well, I'm glad you came through it. Okay. Uh, those things can be awful, and uh, at least if you had been without power. Of course, with the heat uh, of climate change, you might have suffered. But uh, right. we were we were in a deep freeze <laughs> when yes. our power went out. Uh, so it was uh, eight degrees up to eleven degrees Fahrenheit there for a day, uh, and it never got above freezing for three or four days, um, the whole week actually, pretty much. But anyway, that's this is all aside from the main topic of the day, uh, which is. Uh, this professor had, whom I never met, uh, he's a professor of Incarnate Word University, which, as I just told Frank, is just down the street from Trinity University, and both of us are, uh, are emerit, emeriti, uh, in other words, we're both retired, uh, but he uh, published a, an op-ed in yesterday's Sunday paper, which is the Express News, and the title is Remarks an Insult to History and Humanity. Mm. And he uh, headlines the whole thing with the following statement. There are some things that should never be said, irresponsible and reckless comparisons to the Holocaust are at the top of the list. 
Okay, and who who said this? It was Roger C. Barnes, B-A-R-N-E-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has written a beautiful article. And I will quote from his article or paraphrase from his article and then uh, have a few personal notes to add to it since my husband was a um, Holocaust survivor. Uh, And he takes three people in particular to task. And they are Ted Cruz, they are Marjorie Taylor Greene, Georgia, and Lauren Bobert of Colorado. And first of all, Ted Cruz, Hmm. who compared the Biden administration to Nazi stormtroopers. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yes. Saying in a Fox News interview, so viewed by a huge number of Americans who who are devotees of Fox News, quote, this is quoting from Ted Cruz now, what the Biden administration is doing with Facebook and Twitter and Google is the same thing, unquote, as the stormtroopers under the Nazis. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And what is the Biden administration doing? It's trying to get social media to curb erroneous information about COVID-19. Right. And for that, they become stormtroopers for Mr. Cruz. Yeah, I think he needs a t- history lesson, uh, Ted Cruz. I think uh, <laughs> he needs a, a <laughs> desperate history lesson. Yes. Well, he certainly is playing to uh, to the uh, MAGA people uh, among us. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, of course, she's a, a representative in Congress from Georgia. She is certifiable, and, by the way. She is certifiably insane. If you if you yes, ask me, is. I've never seen anything like this. She's unbelievable. Go right. ahead. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say, but she, yeah, she's she really is. She uh, shoots her mouth off constantly in an insane way, really. Um, so she she referenced the Holocaust back in May, uh, and it was on Twitter, saying. Quote, and this is quoting her, vaccinated employees get a vaccination logo just like the Nazis forced Jewish people to wear a gold star. Oh, my God. Wow. Unquote. Wow. Uh, And, of course, that, uh, as as Mr. Uh, Barnes points out, that trivializes... um, it, it trivializes what it really meant for European Jews to wear a yellow star, not gold, a yellow star, uh, because, it, and this is my contribution, the yellow star could be seen from a distance, of course. And it it, it marks you as as somebody, of course, the yellow color symbolizes craven cowardice, um, betrayal, traitors. Uh, it's a negative color, especially under the circumstances, and it could be seen from at least a block away. So your uh, your tormentors, who could be people who were feeling a little down, could decide to bully you in one way or another, throw something at you, 
rotten a rotten tomato or other rotten somethings from the street as uh, they passed you by or spit on you. Uh, and that's what it meant to wear the yellow star. Uh, it was something you could not escape and something that marked you as unwanted. And uh, suddenly, you, from the CEO of a major corporation in Germany, you, you became a yellow dog to be spat upon in the street abruptly. Wow. Uh, that's what that meant. Wow. So comparing the, <laughs> the vaccination logo... <laughs> If you and we all who got vaccinated have a card that says so, but to compare that with EL Star, that is, as you just said, insane. Insane. As well as, um, as well as insulting to the memories of the people who suffered under Nazi, under the Nazi regime. And wow. then there is Lauren Boebert, and Lauren Boebert has said some things that. Uh, really raised my my hair on the back of my neck. Um, she also is a U.S. representative from Colorado. And she sneered at public health workers who were conducting door-to-door vaccination efforts. And she tweeted, quote, Biden has deployed his needle Nazis to Mesa County. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, Bobert, uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. B- uh, Professor Barnes said, um, I doubt Bobert has any history books to consult. <laughs> he sent the other two back to their history books, but he doesn't think Bobert even has books. <laughs> wow. I, I, I can't believe, not to interrupt, I can't believe in this day and age that somebody elected to public office would not understand that you don't invoke the, the the term Nazi or Nazism or Hitler or or the Holocaust uh, in any situation that isn't such maybe a a, a, a genocide you know a, 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 a ethnic, ethnic cleaning and cleansing you know you could bring up this is reminiscent of or whatever but in a vaccine situation, this is outrageous, and it's insulting yeah. to our intelligence. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, he, uh, a, uh, a Jewish reader who caught that, uh, that uh, insult from Bovert in Colorado uh, wrote also, I think, in uh, on, uh, he tweeted also, he said, uh, trivializing the Holocaust to score cheap political points is insulting to the memory of those who were murdered. And that's putting it mildly because not only were six million Jews murdered, but also five million other groups of people. Uh, including gypsies and homosexuals and people who were judged to be mentally deficient or if they had something, if they were uh, disabled in one way or another. Uh, All of them, all of them were herded together and aghast and cremated. So... um, 
Mr. or Professor uh, Professor uh, Barnes then consulted a uh, Holocaust survivor that he knows called Eric Kahn, who's 83, and uh, he and his sister when he was two. Uh, his parents and his sister and he were uh, uh, sent to the concentration camp. Uh, they spent two years there. It was a French camp, and it was called Camp of Gours, G-U-R-S, and I haven't heard of that, but it was probably on the French side. Yeah. There were a number of those in France. Uh, he spent two years there, and then they were smuggled out. But his mother and father both were sent to Auschwitz. The two children survived. Uh, and the mother died in Auschwitz, and the father managed to survive it. Um, and Kahn said, quote, We have to stand, uh, he said, we have to stand up and speak out and not be like the German people in the 1930s. It is people who stand by and do nothing that allow the Nazis to do what they did. And that is what my husband, who was a Holocaust survivor also, always said. He said, if the Germans and even the Jews themselves who were being persecuted, if they had stood together and spoken out against what was going on in that regime, it could not have had the power that it did to exterminate 11 million people. 11 million people. Oh, my God. People. My God. My God. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, whenever you bring up the Holocaust, and, I, you know, I'm almost afraid to, you know, use the term um, except in I, well, I never use it in, as a, cons uh, a comparison, you know, because it's just not my my place to do it. If uh, mm -hmm. I, you know to to go into it, I, and by the way, I've had Holocaust survivors on on different shows uh, many mm -hmm. times, and and some you know, and and again, to me, uh, it, it's a sacred. It's one of those those things in our history, in in our right. our world history. Uh, that that is just sacred. I mean, it's sacred. You have to be very, very careful how you discuss it, and it yeah. is uh, it is something that I hope will always be like that. But especially now, while they're they're living survivors, like the the yes. people you just mentioned, and uh, you know, none of those people that you mentioned uh, in uh, in Ted Cruz uh, in. Lauren, uh, uh, what, what is it? Bobble, uh, Bobo, Bobel, Bobert, B-O-E-B-E-R-T, Bobert. Who would be? It's German, by the way. Yeah. Wow, uh, I'm not yeah. even familiar with with her. And then you right. know, of course, uh, a you know, who I think comes across as a raving lunatic is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, none yeah. of them are Jewish, and uh, and again, I, you know. A, not that that would excuse what they what they would say, but I could see if they say, hey, look, I had people who, you know, something, you know, like I, I'm making a comparison. I'm making this, which, again, would still be an inappropriate uh, comparison. But none of these people are, are Jewish. I, I, for them to make this kind of comparison is mm -hmm. it, just shocking to me. I mean, at, yeah. at this well, point. They don't, they, yeah. 
don't know what they're talking about, which is uh, which is uh, Professor Barnes. One of his main points is these people don't know history, or they could not speak the way they do. Either that, or they are totally oblivious of any kind of moral standards and propriety of any kind uh, in order to to use blaspheme against 11 million people who were murdered. Uh, And uh, I went into, um, well, first of all, I want to say that that Barnes points out that the reason, the stated reason for this incredible slaughter of human beings was in order to elevate the German-Aryan master race, which is essentially what the Proud Boys and the KKK and the the other white supremacists are trying to do. They want to elevate the master race in this country, too. And uh, and so uh, uh, they wore the Auschwitz shirts uh, at the insurrection on January 6th, saying that Auschwitz was not enough. Wow. Can you imagine? Wow. You may have seen some of those when you were in Washington, well, D.C. Fort- fortunately, I hadn't, but I have seen them after, you know, after the fact. I didn't see, uh, you know, I didn't see anybody wearing that. I mean, I would have, <laughs> I would have been, uh, you know, almost frightened to death to be around somebody like that. But uh, I know they existed. You know, they those. You know, I saw there's plenty of proof. Plenty of uh, plenty of photo and and video footage of those you know lunatics out there yeah. bigoted yeah. folks. But anyway, uh, right. yeah. Please continue. I, I just uh, what a uh, what an unbelievable. I, and and actually, before you continue, let me you know just mention that that uh, these at least two of these uh, people have very large followings. Ted Cruz has a large national following. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you could believe it, and and the the following must be some of the most ignorant people uh, alive. But she has a tremendous following, and I assume Lauren uh, uh, Bobet uh, has um, has as well has a following. She got elected, right, and whatever. Yeah, so right. I, you know, the pe- there are people there that are going to repeat what they're saying. Right. Right. Oh, well. <laughs> And uh, Fox News continues to repeat uh, similar things. I mean, it's Fox News is, uh, and of course Newsmax as well are the main sources of this kind of propaganda. Um, and in Germany, it led to extermination of 11 million people, and that is probably the entire population of certain countries in this in this uh, globe. Uh, it's certainly several cities. Uh, how many millions of people are in New York City? Uh, eight million. You know, they usually say eight million, but it's it's changing. And uh, after after the pandemic, it's 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 kind of changed because some people moved out. But uh, usually, eight million. They say. Okay, so they exterminated more than the entire population of New York City. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. Yeah, and uh, I went into. Uh, just for curiosity's sake, I looked up how they did it. I mean, eight million people don't you you kill them, and then what do you do? 
after you've after you've killed them. Well, we know that we that they had uh, shower buildings where they uh, the train loads of people would come in to say Auschwitz, and there were many other concentration camps doing the same thing. Uh, they would come in, uh, the train load would come in, and then they were led to take showers, and they were told to undress. And the little children would cry because they were too shy to undress, and the guards, the sweet guards, would talk to them gently and help them take their clothes off, and the same with the elderly. They would help them disrobe, uh, and then uh, they would stay in there calming and talking and chatting with them about their friends and what sort of lives they could expect to lead once they were clean and dressed in fresh clothing. And then in the very last minute, they would disappear, slam the doors, and then the cyclone, uh, whatever it was, cyclone nine gas, I forget what the number is, cyclone. Zyklon, I think, Zyklon, right? Yeah, it starts with a Z. Yeah. Um, Would be... uh, introduced through holes in the roof. And the moment that that, the the granules uh, hit air, they release uh, cyanide gas. So it it didn't take very long. It took something like 25 to 30 minutes for everybody in in the shower uh, would be dead. Then they would open up and other prisoners who were forced to haul the bodies out and, and drag them to the, the ovens. And the uh, ovens were able to dispose of, let's see, there were five crematoria at Auschwitz. And they would, let's see, let me see here, I've got the statistics. Um, it was hmm, something like 17, uh, here it is, it would burn 1,440 bodies in 24 hours. Oh, Each crematorium, and there were five of them, and day after day they were burning 1,440 bodies. Can you imagine? And this went on from March 1943 daily until uh, 1944 when the Allies uh, came in and stopped it. Uh, just unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah. Even even now, even after hearing the numbers, when you hear the number, it just it's it's unfathomable to us to even gather it so as you break it down and you talk about how it was done and and how systematically they did it and how ruthlessly oh, yes. they did it how right it, it's just a, it, what an amazing part of our world history i mean it's yeah. it's it's yeah, incredible n- there's yeah. nothing you could compare it to nothing indeed okay so then what did what happened to all the ashes now, a human body is reduced to ashes that would fill a cracker box. Right. Um, and, uh, okay, so each of those 1,440 corpses were reduced to cracker box sizes of ashes, but that's a lot of ashes. 
what did they do with them? Well, wherever there was a pit or a hole, um, a low place, they would fill those in with the ashes and then uh, put turf over the top. Uh, and they dumped, there's a river called Sola that flows by Auschwitz. They dumped huge quantities of human ashes into the Sola River, uh, which flowed uh, down, I think it ends up in a gulf somewhere. It does not flow into the Danube, uh, but it, uh, it, uh, it ends up in a gulf and into the ocean. Um, and so around that uh, mouth of that river, uh, there are millions of human corpses in the form of ashes mixed with the mud there, with the delta at the mouth of the river. So <laughs> we, the kinfolks of ours, uh, uh, are pushing up uh, the reeds and, and weeds at the mouth of that river. And let us remind folks that, uh, that uh, just to bring them back to the point, that three representatives, a, a senator and, and two congressional members, um, uh, were comparing what Biden, uh, President Biden, is doing with the vaccine to this, this activity. And yes. uh, just amazing to me. Yes, President Biden is trying to give life. Right. Save lives, save save the country, uh, and they're comparing it to this incredibly monstrous machine of death. There's one more little statistic that I'm going to give you, and that is babies. What happened to the babies that were born in the concentration camps? There were 3,000 babies, roughly, born in the concentration camps, and 30 babies survived my god yeah most of them were drowned and many of them simply died of malnutrition of starvation because their mothers did not have breast milk because they were starving three thousand i i mean it almost seems that almost seems like a low number but i've never thought about it but three thousand babies were born it's a lot of babies that's a lot of babies and 30 survived. Wow. Yeah. 30, wow. 30 survived. So that's 1%, I think, or less than 1%. L- yeah. 1%. Yeah. Yes. Wow. 3,000. Wow. Uh, Doc, I mean, just wow. Uh, so yeah. anyway, this monstrosity that is almost inconceivable we can't wrap our minds around the magnitude of it and the horror of it. That is what these people are tossing around uh, in order to appeal to their constituency, raise money, and get reelected. Yeah. I mean, the the term shameless uh, doesn't quite cover it, but it, right. yeah, it's uh, just amazing. And, you know, so so often... Ted Cruz is looked at as a scholar, right? And uh, I think even Alan Dershowitz, who I once respected very much, um, but uh, but he is—I uh, think he's hurt his legacy tremendously by mm-hmm. yeah. by uh, spending so much time defending President Trump, 
and uh, but he I think he called Ted Cruz one of his best students ever and uh, you know and you know for Ted Cruz uh, you know somehow to get this uh, this uh, I, I don't know label as an intellectual somehow is 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 scary but to make statements like this once you've gotten a, a reputation at least with a segment of the population is twice as scary because you know again that people are repeating what he is saying and what they are saying of course yes yes people i think something like 55% of young people today have no idea what happened in the holocaust yeah. they could other than the name hitler adolf hitler they know no other names connected with the holocaust and uh, so history history is simply uh, if you don't teach it you forget it and you repeat it and that has been said many times and it is so true this is what's happening right now you know this is what was happening on Ju on january 6th those people who were wearing the auschwitz shirts and many of the others who believed the same thing but weren't wearing the shirts those who are repeating uh, that uh, President Biden, oh, by the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene has introduced articles of impeachment against Biden. Did you know that? No. Oh, my God. For for Afghanistan? Pardon me? Is it for Afghanistan or for... Uh or, or for the uh, uh, the vaccine. Well, I think she's got uh, it's it's uh, against his policies altogether. Yes. Well. And how he's wasting uh, money on infrastructure <laughs> and all all sorts of other things. I'm not quite sure what the articles are that she has introduced, but it may be on the news tonight. I just uh, caught sight of it in uh, in one of the uh, headlines. So I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> in any case, she's uh, trying to get rid of Biden any way she can and, of course, make publicity for herself and make lots of money. And oddly enough, money is pouring into the coffers of these three people. Yeah, and just amazing to me. I, I was going to say, fortunately for, fortunately for, uh, President Biden, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is uh, is writing up the articles of impeachment, and you know if if people, I think even level-headed Republicans, know how uh, how off track and how uh, disturbed she is, uh, maybe it maybe it starts off the the role of such an impeachment process um, in, in a bad way. It would be much worse uh, if it started off with somebody, you know, stable and sane and, you know, Liz Cheney, for example, you know, somebody like that. Uh, that would be disturbing. But um, I don't think we're going to see anything along those lines, you know, somebody. Yeah, I'm sure not. I'm sure this is a ploy uh, in order to to make money and to uh, to gain more publicity from um, uh, in her in her group, the MAGA people. Uh, so. Uh, and I'm sure it's effective. Yeah. No. That's the pity of it. It frightens me. It really does. You know, we, we may have discussed this before, but you had uh, 
you had told everyone, and and we when we were talking about Ruth Bader, uh, Bader Ginsburg, and that you were started out in life basically the same time she did, nineteen thirty four, if I remember correctly, right? That's right. Nineteen thirty four. Thirty three, right? So, um, so you are are growing up in rural areas of of places like Arkansas and uh, and and you know different folks places like that with your your parents. You were an only child, and yeah, very educated, very enlightened uh, parents, and you know, your dad, who went off to to war to uh, to, to fight the Nazis uh, for us, and yes. uh, you know for uh, for this country very proudly, and later lost his life in a um, you know years later, but because of uh, wounds that he had uh, he had suffered. Uh, what what did you first hear, or when did you first hear about? the Nazis, the Holocaust, uh, what was your first recollection of of any kind of explanation of what Hitler or who Hitler was? It would have been 1945, 44, I think, uh, when, they, uh, when the Allies um, liberated Auschwitz and uh, Dagenbesen and Buchenwald and all the rest of those concentration camps, uh, and it was on the news, the newsreels. And I remember being absolutely horrified to see the starving people whose arms were uh, so thin that the elbows and wrists were larger than the uh, circumference of the arms themselves. Um, the uh, upper arm, the biceps, were smaller than the uh, circumference of the elbow below. Uh, I mean, it was... And, and the faces, I mean, it was hideous. Uh, and I was so shocked. And, of course, they showed us the piles of corpses being bulldozed, uh, captured uh, uh, film from the Nazis that was being uh, run on American uh, newsreels. I mean, these, these were basic shocks. Uh, I can still picture those corpses and how how they moved when they were shoved with the uh, with the bulldozer, this shuddering, flapping motion of dead bodies. Um, hideous. Um, so that is it. That is embedded in my in my memory, and that is how I remember the discovery of Auschwitz and uh, and the other camps. Do you remember being a a, a young woman and? And uh, of course, meeting your future husband, and him telling you, or you knowing already that he was a survivor of that. Uh, do you remember putting any connections together in your mind that uh, that hey, that under different circumstances, that could have very well been him, uh, and certainly some of his relatives that uh, that we saw. Uh, you know, it could have very easily been under different circumstances. Uh, somebody well, that was. you ended up spending your life with. Yeah, yeah. His father uh, was killed in Buchenwald, and uh, his mother actually died thanks to the American INS, uh, Immigration and Naturalization Service. Uh, she, um, Her husband, so Kurt's uh, father, managed to get her out of Germany, he sacrificed everything he owned, which was a beautiful uh, home, 
and surrounding property, uh, and and the paintings and other precious things inside. The Nazis took all of that and gave him a few pennies for it, and that was, of course, before he was uh, shipped off to a concentration camp. But with that little bit of money, he got a ticket for his wife to sail to New York City. And, but under a visitor's visa, which ran out, and this was before the U.S. Uh, went to war <coughs> with Germany and Japan. Um, and uh, so her visa ran out, and the INS uh, informed her they were going to deport her back to her country of origin. Oh, my gosh. And so she tried to get into Canada, and Canada was interning all enemy aliens, and that meant anybody born in Germany, uh, including the Jews who were being, uh, of course, gassed and cremated uh, at the time. Um, but they would not let anybody, any, any non-resident in. And Mexico was similar. They wouldn't allow her in. Uh, and she did not have the money to go anywhere else, nor was anywhere else open to taking Jews. Um, there was that ship that was full of Jewish refugees that was turned away from the ports everywhere uh, until they were starving and uh, dying of thirst. Uh, anyway, she, uh, she swam out into the Hudson River. And her corpse was found by the Port Authority, and I have the document from the Port Authority describing her corpse when they found her. So that's, we killed her. Right. Wow, is that something? How was that? Uh, Wow. What a terrible, terrible ordeal. And uh, again, we'll point back to this, this period in time is being used for very disgraceful, uh, in, in a very disgraceful way now, by uh, Lauren Barbette, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and, and your own uh, U.S. Senator, Ted Cruz. And if you, uh, if you think about it, I can't think of anything more, more despicable that they could utilize in a situation like this to compare Nazi Germany to to compare this situation of of vaccines and people trying to get people healthy basically to protect uh, to to Nazi Germany is uh, is is as low as you possibly can get. Um, I I don't know. Is there is it the fact that it's so long ago and people don't know their history that there's not more of an uproar even among people in their own party that are saying, hey, guys, this is outrageous. This is, you, you owe an apology. Is anybody calling for an apology? It's, uh, and, and again, this all started with the, the conversation about the op-ed by Roger C. Barnes and uh, remarks uh, an insult uh, from, uh, from U.S. representatives or, or however he worded it. But um, is, is there any call for apologies? I uh, I imagine some private individuals have called uh, for apology, but I don't think anybody uh, who makes headlines has done so. Uh, people just sort of gloss over it. Uh, it oh yeah, this is a, this is another slur. Um, it doesn't really mean that much. But uh, <laughs> but in, to my mind and to to uh, Professor 
uh, Barnes' mind, it certainly does mean a lot. Means a huge amount. To use that that obscenity, that unspeakable uh, blot on human history, uh, to uh, compare uh, compare that with the efforts of this administration. Uh, Biden administration to get people vaccinated so that they will not die. Uh, I remember him saying in one of his speeches, you do not have to die. And he repeated it. You do not have to die. And here are these people strutting around saying, I have freedom of choice. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to get vaccinated. I am a free individual citizen of this United States and blah, blah, blah. And of course, I am spewing uh, contagion <coughs> everywhere I go yeah. and uh, causing other people to uh, to catch. I may happen to be asymptomatic, but uh, once the virus gets into the person I'm passing by right now, as I'm patting myself on my chest for my freedom and individuality, I'm killing other people. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you are killing yourself. That's your choice, your freedom. But do not kill other people. You know, it's it, it's uh, it may be an appropriate way to uh, to end. But I was in a in a line in a deli the other day and and i'm starting to wear masks guys i stopped wearing a mask for a little while and and now i put it yeah. back on and i just in case i get something i don't want to pass it on to somebody and i certainly don't want to pass it on to my family so i've gone back to masks uh but for i you know for a little while there i stopped wearing a mask and then uh yeah. when, the, when the delta variant uh you know became so powerful in my county here it went from uh, it, it went from um, 800 uh, a day to 2,000 a day to 3,000 a day. Now it's at 4,500 a day uh, that are getting reinfected. But a lady in the deli said to me the other day, well, said to a group of us, said, I just came from the ER at Mather Hospital. That's one of the local hospitals here. And and she said, I work there, and it's packed. It's jam-packed. You can't even get in it. She said it's it's as bad, if not worse, than, than March was or April was. And uh, mm-hmm. and things are, are getting back to there. And she said every they've called the emergency room uh, in all the, the neighboring hospitals, which is about four or five you know, I guess uh, different hospitals for Long Island, and all of them, the emergency rooms are constantly packed. So I think yes. we're we're back, unfortunately. And and she we said are, it's yes. mo- she said it's mostly unvaccinated people. Exactly. Uh, yes, I heard on the news, the local news this morning. Uh, our hospitals, hospitals here in San Antonio are bursting the same way everywhere else. Uh, of course, Texas is one of the worst states also, thanks to our governor. Yeah. Um, and I talked about him last week. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Uh, but, uh, but in any case, uh, they said that all but one of the, of the uh, patients who came in uh, yesterday uh, were unvaccinated. <laughs> and I forgot how many 
uh, there were hundreds of patients that came into uh, to the emergency rooms uh, of our hospitals yesterday, but on, all but one, <laughs> and one had a breakthrough infection. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that <clears throat> we can thank these. We can thank Fox News. We can thank Newsmax. We can thank Trump himself for having trivialized this disease. Because these people are still saying, oh, it's just, it's trivial. It's just like the flu. Yeah. If you get it, you get right over it. Yeah. Of course, people are dying right and left. Even though Trump got himself vaccinated <clears throat> as soon as he could and yeah. his family vaccinated, but he didn't make a big deal about it. He's not even participating in the uh, in the commercials with the, the other living presidents. If you've seen right. that commercial which is wonderful. It's, uh, you know, even former, you know, uh, President George W. Bush, who's your former governor, mm -hmm. who I was never a big fan of uh, until, you know, recently I, I'm, I've become more of a fan of his and maybe just yeah, in comparison to some of his uh, of his successors. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know it, by comparison, he seems liberal, doesn't he? Yeah, my gosh. <laughs> And reasonable, and I never th I thought I'd ever say that about Bush. At one point, he was my least favorite president, but um, mm -hmm. I, I take it yeah, back. I take it back. He's he's been surpassed, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll just uh, leave it at that. Uh, last point uh, or last words on Roger C. Bonds sounds like a wonderful op-ed. Yes. Well, I'm going to have to uh, try and get in touch with him and congratulate him because I think he has done us a great service. And through him, I have been able to broadcast his ideas and the facts on the Holocaust to a whole lot of people, I hope. Absolutely. And and we'd love to have him on if he's if he's willing to come on. We'll put him on in, in different spots. But it, it's an important it's an important op-ed and important message to get across. Doc, thank you very much for sharing, and we certainly thank uh, uh, Professor Roger C. Barnes uh, for his contribution. It's wonderful. All right. To everyone out there, we realize you have a lot of options, and we appreciate your uh, your uh, continuing uh, following uh, of of the broadcast of the radio show slash podcast. And uh, again, to everyone out there, watch the documentary and, and buy the books, buy the books, uh, uh, 15 of them, but I think nine of them are available. Is that right, Doc? That's right. That's yes. right. Nine of them. And uh, and again, you could uh, easily find Dr. Florence by him, Weinberg, on the Internet and uh, and go to the website, wonderful website. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. You've been listening to the Florence Weinberg Show, and we'll see you next time on the Florence Weinberg Show. <laughs>